Your story. It lives in River City. Where you can enjoy a metropolitan vibe and a small town feel. Where we set the standard for service and looking out for one another. Where there's so much more than steak in our thriving food scene. Your story is the story of Omaha. Told by those who live it and love it. Whether that's helping you keep up with the Cornhuskers or creating the content you crave. And here in the Omaha World Herald is where it comes to life. Omaha World Herald, where your story lives. As an agribusiness expert with Alliant Energy and a farmer, I know how important it is to get the most out of your land. I know that also applies to getting the most out of how your farm uses energy. That's why Alliant Energy offers free farm energy assessments. With a farm energy assessment, someone like me will find all kinds of ways to help you save money and energy. We can even connect you with rebates to help make energy equipment upgrades even more affordable. Schedule your free assessment at AlliantEnergy.com slash FarmEnergyAssessment. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. Welcome in, welcome in. It is Wednesday night, second ever episode of Mile High Insiders on Wednesday. I am Nick Kendall and joined by, as always, good friend and co-host on Mile High Insiders, Luke Patterson. Luke, how are you doing this fine Wednesday? doing good man prime time we're back on the air for our second prime time show in our wednesday slot every wednesday at 6 p.m mountain time you can find nick kendall scott and i rocking these very airwaves but i'm good man you know why i'm good because we're starting to get some resolution mm-hmm. and i'm talking about the denver broncos no longer will a trust be operating your franchise no longer will the broncos be in the pits of misery dilly dilly all that stuff it's changing uh, this this Walton Penner winning bid and this team sale that's going to be wrapped up in the next 60 to 90 days per Adam Schefter should make Broncos country extremely excited. We're going to go why uh, we're going to go over those reasons why you should be excited tonight. But Nick, four point six five billion to own the Denver Broncos. You know, we tried, we put up a bid, um, we put, you know, $5 supers, you guys helped us, but uh, I guess we were not in the uh, the big boys club in the end, uh, but that's not because Michael Ronquillo did not help us out here. Michael coming in right away saying good evening, Nick and Luke on the My High Insiders. Let's ride and go Broncos. Thank you so much, Michael. Hope you're doing well down there in Tucson. If I remember correctly, uh, Michael also is a Walmart employee. So is Michael a member of the Denver Broncos? Uh, Cool. Definitely something we can discuss here. Well, well, yeah, Mike's got a vested interest in it then in this team, just like Broncos country does. Obviously, a ton of Walmart employees. But if you want to be cool, be like Mike. Head on over to the huddleuppod.com store. You see Mike wearing some of that Huddle Up and Denver Broncos gear that we have rocking. Uh, You guys can grab yourself anything from a hat to a onesie for your baby, tea mugs or tea shirts mugs all kinds of good gear uh, but man 4.65 billion it's the walton penner group but we all know this is headed of course by rob walton uh walmart air he was estimated to have what, what 70.4 billion before this sale um and he's definitely not tapped out either the guy's not pinching pennies after landing this major deal but what i would like broncos country to focus on is the other half of this name this family name, this Walton slash Penner, because that's the official group. Penner, of course, being Greg Penner, the son-in-law, who's 
going all in with his wife, uh, Rob Walton's daughter, Carrie Walton, on buying the Denver Broncos. So it's a real exciting time for Denver right now. It's exciting time for Broncos country all over the world. I know that we're talking about stadiums. We're talking about upgrades. Broncos country on the road. This directly affects you because you know Broncos country shows up and shows out on the road. Nick, you're going to be there week one, man. Week one, September 12th, I'll be there really high up. But uh, luckily, even though there are mountains in Seattle, we're not at the altitude uh, that you guys are. So I won't catch a nosebleed uh, up at the top. But we got Chris Hernandez coming in here saying uh, with the support here, Orange Heart and a Blue Heart for the podcast listeners listening after the fact. Uh, Thank thank you you so much. Also, Phil coming in. Phil McLaughlin. Always good to see you, Phil. He says, good, Nick. Thank you. That's better than bad, Nick. Um, Good, Nick, Luke, and Scott. Time to roll the roof back. LOL. Go Broncos. Yeah, absolutely. It's beautiful here in Seattle. We have an atmospheric uh, river coming tomorrow, so I'm going to soak in the sun today. Uh, But thank you so much, Phil. Uh, We appreciate you. Hope you're doing well. And uh, thanks for joining us today. And thank you so much for the, the support on the show. Yeah, that's awesome, Phil. Really appreciate it. Chris as well. Uh, guys that have been guys and gals that have been with us since the very beginning and are able to help get us here to Wednesday nights in the primetime spot here on MHI. I see what you did there, Phil. Time to roll back the roof back. And I'm wondering if Phil is hinting at what we're all wondering. It, why doesn't Denver get a Super Bowl, Nick? Why don't they? It's because it's a cold weather place. It's not like the biggest in the world. I mean, it's not like the primetime New York City that they're getting there, but mainly it's because of the cold weather uh, and the chances of a snow Super Bowl, which, you know, I wouldn't be against, but I think a lot of people, a lot of the players uh, wouldn't be about. So, (laughs) well, Vegas would not be about it because you remember, was it last year's game, the Bills and the Patriots? Up there in Buffalo, that snow game that mm-hmm. was just kind of, it was horrendous football, but I was entertained by it nonetheless. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not one of those memorable games because it was great. It was just like, wow, this is kind of one of those those simulations, if you will. But yeah. yeah, that's exactly it, man. You don't have the capacity and you don't have an indoor stadium. Tons of rumblings. There's been rumblings for years with a new owner comes a new stadium. Well, this new owner, or at least this ownership group in the Walton Penner group, they've got money to spend, and boy, have they already started spending it again. A United States record for a professional franchise, $4.65 billion is the agreed purchase price of the Denver Broncos. Um, that's double what David Tepper paid for the Carolina Panthers at $2.275 billion in 2018. You guys can read all about that work. Zach Kelberman, I think, put up a really good article on milehighhuddle.com, kind of highlighting all of the numbers, the ins, the outs, some timeframes, always subscription-free. Again, that's milehighhuddle.com, and go ahead and click on that head story where you get to learn just a tad about Rob Walton, Kerry Walton, and Greg Penner. And we'll go ahead and continue to get you guys familiar with some of these names. But speaking of being familiar, I want to say what's up to some of our good, good friends, including Greg Smith saying good evening, Broncos country. What's up, Greg? And our guy, Ernie Mays, has been with us since the beginning, one of the most passionate Broncos fans I know. Ernie, good evening. Thank you for joining MHI on your Wednesday night. Yeah, thank you. Good to see you, Ernie. Uh, we also have, of course, uh, Kenneth coming in here, Kenneth Patterson, with a comment. Uh, in reality, this team belongs to his daughter and son-in-law, talking about uh, Walton there. Uh, the old man could only be around for a few <laughs> years, but they're going to be around for decades. There's no guarantees in this world, Kenneth, but uh, you're probably right on that, uh, Rob. Kenneth, Walton. no relation. No, no relation. I'm just going to – no, thank you, Kenneth, for joining the show. Uh, I like that, right? The, the son-in-law and the old man. Well, that old man is 77 years old. Um, 
he likes to stay in shape. He's pretty healthy from everything I understand. It's trying to get a read on a billionaire. I think if you got a read on a billionaire, then you would probably be a billionaire yourself, especially with mm. these businessmen and business women that are coming with Rob Walton, including his daughter, Carrie Walton, uh, who married Greg Penner. Now, I didn't know anything about Greg Penner really until today. I, I started doing some poking around and um, turns out he was a Georgetown University graduate, earned his MBA from Stanford Graduate School of Business, but he actually worked at Walmart and he started as a store manager and worked his way up. He eventually was the CEO of the Walmart Japan brand. And he met Rob Walton's daughter, Carrie, who is very successful in her own right. I think with the banking system, Chase, I want to say, uh, here in the U S so this, this team, and I'm just naming three people are just the who's who of money, the who's who of business, and they're going to be your Denver Broncos new owners. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, that'll be great. Um, there's obviously that you think do you put anything into it. Also, I kind of do enjoy the, Oh, and brother Luke always disowns me. Ah, oh, man. Never, That's man. A- never. I just had to, I, I just wanted to say, because, you know, sometimes my wife does join the show and likes to embarrass me and we have friends pop mm-hmm. on from time to time to support us and embarrass us and make us blush as well. So I just wanted to, to thank you for, for joining in on MHI, Kenneth. We appreciate it, man. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kenneth. Uh, it's obviously the weird thing about the Waltons here, the more we dig into it is the kind of crossover relationship with the Cronkies um, here. And obviously Cronkie is somewhat of a dirty name in Denver. At least it can be. It is more so in St. Louis, you know, taking that team to the Rams. But I mean, the Cronkies yeah. have been in charge of some pretty formidable teams here uh, over the recent years. Obviously the Rams just dished out massive contracts. Cooper cup just got a new contract. Aaron Donald two days ago, uh, oh. Super Bowl champions. You also have the avalanche on their way to the Stanley cup nuggets have been pretty good as well, despite injury issues there. So yeah, uh, you get back-to-back MVPs in Nikola yeah. Jokic. I mean, like people in this city are buzzing. I've got goosebumps with you saying all that. And Nick, you know, I'm a football guy. Yeah. I, you know, I watch a little basketball occasionally. You're not going to catch me watching a ton of baseball, stuff like that. But yeah. man, this city is just reinvigorated. Oh. And speaking of reinvigorated, we are hearing from a friend that we have not heard from in a very long time. Pobby is coming in and blowing the doors off of uh, MHI and our Super Chat superstars. It's kind of like a Rob Walton bit. Uh, really yeah, appreciate yeah. you, Pobby. Thank you so much. Pobby saying hello to my Mile High Huddle family. Showing some love and showing some support. I can't stay. I hope everyone is doing well. Go Broncos. Bobby, I want to embarrass you for just a quick second and say congratulations and thank you. Bobby, uh, I got to chat with her for just a second the other day, and she's doing some very exciting work in healthcare, and uh, healthcare is near and dear to our hearts, Nick. So, again, thank you, Bobby. Really appreciate your support. Yeah, thank you so much, Bobby. That was incredible. God, I don't even know what to say. So, uh, appreciate you so much. Hope you're doing well. It's okay that you can't stay, but uh, we'll see you again next time. And uh, don't forget to tune in afterwards. These shows obviously go uh, recorded on YouTube and uh, the podcast. So uh, thank you so much, Bobby, out there in Iowa, out there in central Iowa. In Hope God's country well. for you, right, Nick? I mean, that's what go you yeah, Iowa. Yeah, there you go. No. Um, no, Bobby, that's super cool. And guys, we like to build friendships with our not only our listeners, but new folks. There's no such thing as a stranger here at MHH. If you guys want to get at us, get at Nick at Nick Kendall MHH. If you'd like to chat with Scott at Scout Kennedy, uh, yours truly at Luke Patterson LP. You could slide right into those DMs of ours. We're not going to care. We love rapping football life. 
become a friend, show some support, show some love, just have a conversation. If you're having a bad day, reach on out because we love hearing from you. Jay Kozad, another one of those supporters from the beginning, saying, I think we hit the jackpot with Walton. I'd take it over an ownership group pieced together. I think I agree with this. Um, it's really hard to project what the ownership is going to be. Um, you know, you're not, it's not like you, we get to analyze football data or watch tape of him being an it's owner. Killing you, huh? owner it's killing you. It's killing you. You can't have any charts here. <laughs> no, I mean, we could look at like the Walmart stuff, but that doesn't, how translatable is that? But um, regardless, I think we did hit the, the jackpot as far as, I mean, 70, what is it? 770 billion dollars. It doesn't even matter. Let's just move <laughs> off by a 10th, but incredible. I mean, seven times wealthier than the next richest NFL owner. And the Broncos are going to be able to build a, monster as far as a fan experience stadium uh facilities etc cetera, etc cetera. there's no cap there's no salary cap on coaches also any coach training staff scouts they want to pay them they can get it done uh so gonna be awesome about that my one hang up is the age uh, obviously you mentioned it, i think 77 years 77. old mm -hmm. um given what we just went through with uh, the post pat bolin era the pat bolin trust era um that uncertainty does leave some issues but i don't think it's as much of an issue with the Waltons as it was with the Bolins because both, I don't think there's going to be much more of a contingency plan in place because uh, they don't seem to have a Johnny Bolin esque uh, person in the wings that uh, probably they wanted it to go to. That was obviously not in a position or a situation where they, that is a smart idea. Well, and here's the thing too, before we say hello to our friend, Gary, like it's a different, it's a totally different thing to just inherit money and do nothing with it. It's another thing to inherit money and then make money from it. And I think that's what you could say about the Waltons. And I think that's what you could say about Greg Penner and checking in with some folks right before I hopped on the show. Don't be surprised if Greg Penner is a name that Broncos country gets to know right along with Rob Walton and Kerry Walton. Um, he's not just the guy that married into the family for the money. He brought yeah. some money of his own to the table, not billions like uh, Mr. Rob Walton. But this group, this Walton Penner group, it's also I'm trying to learn about it. It's like you said, Nick, it's unfamiliar waters for us. So yeah. sometimes it's intimidating learning about all these people, if I'm going to be real. And I can't remember the young lady's name. Maybe you can. George Lucas's wife who is also part of this group. I mean, you've got like some, some superstars on this group of all different walks of business and life. I absolutely love it. Just like our superstar, Gary Leeds Palmer coming in here, GLP, always showing that love saying, Hey Luke, Nick, and Scott, we are now the richest franchise in the NFL. Laugh out loud. Go Broncos. Let's ride. And I'm going to put a hashtag let's spend because it's about to be a spending spree here in Broncos country. I don't think you can tell billionaires. No, I don't know, but Gary leads Palmer. <laughs> thank you so much, Gary. Um, <laughs> we appreciate you. It's definitely awesome to have the Broncos be the richest team. Obviously it's not going to be like the Yankees versus the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, where they can just spend, you know, 10 times as much of the Dodgers versus whoever they're going up against, but it should help the Broncos a heck of a lot. And it should make them also a lot more, the way they can kind of cheat around that is you can work signing bonuses and put as much money as you want up there uh, on the front of the contract. So that should never be an issue like it can be for some teams that are a little bit more cash strapped than the Broncos. So should help a lot. Also eating dead money. Who cares? Uh, so Jake goes <laughs> coming in. I yeah. think Walton will get his ducks in a row before he passes. You hope so. Um, you think that would be they'd learn um, from the 
Pat Bowen, post Pat Bowen slash uh, the fun or the trust era, but you never know. It's just one of those things where he's not coming in as a you know, 50 year old and you're going to the next 30 to 40 years with them. There probably needs to be a contingency plan in place. Uh, but you know, who knows? He could be around for another 20 years and still, um, still at it. Yeah. And there's contingency plans for billionaires. Okay. Um, make no bones about it. The Bolin family will not be hurting financially, but man, it's just, we say it time and time again. And I just, I can't begin to go there because you and I live in a world much like the rest of Broncos country that is different than the millionaires, but then there's a billionaire. And these billionaires tend to have those ducks in the row. I appreciate that, Jay, because that's really important. This guy's the 19th richest billionaire on the planet. Okay, he's got a car collection worth $226 million. You divide that by however many cars he has. I mean, he could pay the minimum salary like it's chump change in the NFL. This is just absolutely crazy. Obviously, we've got big pie-in-the-sky dreams now that we've got this bank account full of what nines a whole lot of zeros i don't even know but tyler rogers is weighing in real quick because this is a really good question nick something that you and i have talked about broncos country is always on fire about so tyler thanks for joining the show and tyler asks how receptive are you to new uniforms and logos the only logo i'd want to see is the classic old one uh, I think he's talking about the old D I'd be about it. Um, heck we're talking about building a new stadium with a like convertible roof. And that just lends itself to high powered offense. Let's have a little bit more splash in there. You know, I, I, I would rather keep the orange than go back to Navy blue. I think the Navy blue to, is somewhat tired. Uh, so many teams rock Navy blue. There's only really in the NFL. I think only Broncos are orange uh, kind of out there looking like the bears or sometimes other college teams too. So I'd rather them keep the orange, maybe go back to that old school D maybe even a little bit lighter blue as well. I mean, those ones of LA in the eighties rocking out there in the snow games and whatnot. Ooh. I mean, that's, that's as good as it gets. They might be able to get a little bit of a fresher look. And I'm also fine moving on from the side swooshes. Uh, that just not for me. It looks like that fake, uh, like how they depict things in back to the future. Like, Oh, this is what future clothes are going to look like. That's not how it works. That's not how it looks now. Now it looks outdated and cheesy uh, sometimes in my opinion. So yeah, I'd, no. I'd be down for the new uniform. I like it, Tyler, and I agree with you, Nick. The For me, I can't help but think about the jersey that my grandpa got my mom years ago, and it's like her favorite jersey ever, Carl Mecklenburg, 77, Orange Crush. Speaking of Carl Mecklenburg, you can find all of these podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your pods. Be sure to go and listen to Thomas Hall's podcast. Last Friday, he had the Broncos Ring of Famer, Carl Mecklenburg, on these very airwaves with his own podcast legends of mile high so get it thomas hall uh on twitter and go back and check that out but no i agree it's it's, it's kind of a a new owner a new look um i would imagine that maybe they would do some some feelers maybe they would back in the day i i remember contests when you used to read this thing called the newspaper um where people would ask and open up for anything from job logos to interesting ideas and there would be these contests or sometimes you just get a pulse of the people the people want something new and the people can't get enough of that orange i absolutely love it zach powers is coming in here saying look a new owner means a lot more cash the team will have to spend in free agency what are some dream scenario free agent signings next year Ah, man, it's hard to say uh, who's even going to be available at this point. But 
And also, even though their Broncos are going to have a lot of salary caps or a lot of cash, that doesn't mean they're going to have a lot of salary cap space. They're going to be battling the, the salary cap more so than actual cash available. That said, the ones that stay out to me are retaining some guys. Uh, one that immediately comes to mind, obviously, Russell Wilson's probably going to get a new contract next offseason. Um, and then also you have questions about uh, Draymond Jones, who I spoke earlier this week. Um, I, one of my favorite players on the team. I uh, love his press conferences, man. He does not pull any punches. He just kind of tells it how he sees it. Uh, no sugar coating. So hopefully we get some more of him this season. Uh, and I think he's going to have a great year, too. So he's one. And then one that's kind of interesting here would be Bradley Chubb as well. How good is he this season? Can you put the franchise tag on him? Is he going to be able to take an extension? Would you be willing to do that? Uh, a lot of questions there. Uh, overall, looking at the roster, maybe they can back up the Brinks Chubb for a right tackle if it sounds like the right tackle has been an issue so far in camp. Um, so we'll see about that. But really, the Broncos will have cash and that will help them, but they still have to get it done within the confines of the salary cap. It's funny you mentioned right tackle because I'm looking at impending free agents, if you will, for 2023 per a very reputable website spot rack that we all kind of use. Um, Jack Conklin is going to be available uh, right tackle from Cleveland. Um, I don't know if he's the answer, but that right tackle is a, a revolving door. You see other names familiar Connor McGovern offensive line don't know about that Jason Kelsey not quite sure um you got to see but Zach that's a great great question I would follow that question or answer that question with another one who does Russ Wilson want here because that's kind of where George Payton has really gone um George has certainly made decisions prior to Russell getting here but it, Definitely cares about Russell Wilson's opinion, um, leans on Russ, I think, more than people realize. But it's not a relationship uh, based on power. I think it's a relationship based on hard work where both yeah. guys know that they don't have to worry about the other one outworking each other, not holding their end of the bargain, not hungry to win. I think these guys, George Payton and Russell Wilson, are so competitive. And Nathaniel Hackett, I think we're going to learn that this season as well. With these three at the helm, they're going to make decisions together. The ultimate word is going to come from George Payton and maybe now Rob Walton, <laughs> now that we're going to have an owner. Um, but Adam Schefter said, pump the brakes. Look, it's going to take a little time for all the I's to get dotted, T's to get crossed. I mean, my Lord, you close on a house. So that feels like it could take forever. Ever. Try closing on a $4.65 billion NFL franchise. It's going to take between 60 and 90 days. Again, Shefty said he doesn't expect there to be any hiccups, but uh, that, to me is right around, you know, the end of middle of camp ish end of camp ish right near the new season. I mean, we could see exciting changes a lot sooner than people think. Yeah, no, it's uh, I'm just glad it's all finally coming to a head so we can refocus on football and so much turnover in Denver this year, new head coach, new quarterback, new franchise quarterback at that even. And now the richest owner in sports. I mean, I, and I guess not sports because uh, Balmer, I think is more wealthy than uh, Rob Walton. But other than that, man, really exciting times for Denver. And you know who's just got to be irritated about it? The rest of the AFC West, man. They just got to be so annoyed. <laughs> uh, the Broncos have been thorn in their butt since the 80s. Definitely the team to talk about in the division. And obviously it's been the Chiefs division here for a little bit now. But uh, the spotlight's now on Denver. People are talking about the Broncos. And uh, as it should be, it feels right in the world uh, with all of that coming here. And Broncos getting themselves a quarterback, richest owner in sports. It's going to be good. Good times are coming ahead for Denver and uh, Broncos country.
Well, and how's this? Everybody remember that that fire last spring, last winter, whatever it was um, at Empower Field? I mean, the the jokes, the memes, the Russ Wilson, it was around then, I think. Mm. Um, but there were articles. And I remember a whole bunch of our friends in the media that you and I are some of our peers are putting out there saying this team is really worried about getting the, the stadium finished by kickoff. Well, look, folks, with Mr. Walton here, I'm not worried. A billionaire is going to make sure that his stadium looks good on the very first game that he has uh, as the owner of the Denver Broncos. Those seats, those burnt seats and the water damage that we talked about on this show, it's going to be cleaned up in time. Money tends to clean those issues up rather quickly, just like Miguel Santistevan coming in with a $5 super chat rather quickly. We appreciate you so much, Miguel. Uh, you guys being able to donate not only your time, but uh, your monetary support helps us keep the lights on here at MHI, here at MHH, and we really appreciate you guys. What's up, fellers? It's been a minute. I'm hoping for a stadium with a retractable roof and grass. I'm tired of ACL tears. This is a really good point. And if we could leave this up for just a second, Scott, um, there's something about it, right? With players, they they sometimes are bothered by playing on turf. I know Von Miller had a thing about it. I think Chubb kind of has a thing about it. But those are sort of things that are outside of players' control. But you would think if you're an owner, uh, you would at least weigh the pros and cons of injuries, stats, where it happens on the field, grass versus turf, things of those natures. Uh, yeah, there's definitely something to talk about it. And also the... A lot of players prefer uh, the grass fields, but it takes a little bit more maintenance, obviously, out there in the elements. And um, in Denver, water shortages, you know, some issues with that. Uh, a little more costly to do that, but Horrible. shouldn't be an issue uh, with the Wallens. I mean, you know, you're, you're a lawn guy. So, uh, <laughs> I'm a lawn guy, dude, and I'm telling you, when they give me my water schedule, I get so mad because we already pay ridiculous prices out here in Roxborough where I live for water. Um, but no, man, this billionaire, he'll pay for water. He'll pay for whatever yeah. he needs. But I do like what Miguel's saying. A stadium with a retractable roof, you've got to have that, right? When Peyton came, yeah. he said he loves the weather here. Athletes stay. They live here. They train here. You got to somehow be able to utilize and capitalize the beauty of Broncos country here in the Mile High City but also be able to protect your, your fans a little bit. Um, and Nick, the Broncos country, you know, they're, they're tougher than a $2 steak. They will sit there in the rain, in the snow, as long as it's competitive and exciting winning football, Broncos country is going to ride with this team. And I think the owner is going to see that and reward them here in a couple of years with a new stadium. I hope that new stadium has a better drainage. Um, I was at the, the game in, what is it, 2017, 2018, when the Rams came to town. It was the Bradley Chubb three-sack game, and I swear I was standing in six Feet inches soaked. of slush water. Um, yeah. I had my hiking boots, luckily, because I was coming out and doing that's, some stuff out there. But I was just going to ask you, dude, because that's how you know, at least for me, like when I've, I usually try to only go to the cold-weather games. I really enjoy the cold-weather games. Yeah. Um, but if I'm looking at someone and they've got like their best Jordans on or their best boots, like dress boots on, I'm like, Oh no, those are going to get trashed. Cause it's wool socks and hiking boots, man. It's because yep. like you said, your feet get wet. You don't care. You're there screaming. You got a cold pop in your hand with either your friends around you or your family. And talk about that. I mean, we're going from no shows to a packed house. You're going to see primetime games. You're going to see Mr. Walton capitalize off of those primetime games. I think you're going to see a whole new side of revenue. Now, 
immediately we start thinking about jobs at the stadium, whether that be concessions, maintenance, security, building engineers, advertising, merch. But then you're going to see a lot of trickle down from private businesses that have struggled the last couple of years, Nick, as you know, restaurants, convenience stores, liquor stores, bars, things of that nature. I think you're going to really see Broncos country spend some more money, specifically in Colorado. But these mm -hmm. fans that travel, Nick, I mean, my guy Jason Boland's already hitting me up saying, dude, I'm going to the Kansas City game in prime time. I can't wait. Uh, Broncos fans fly and spend yeah. money, spend their hard-earned money to watch this team night in and day out. And it's exciting when Broncos country is, is back in the fold and they're spending their hard-earned dollars on what we expect to be a winning product because that's ultimately what you want. You want to be rewarded for the team that you support. And the best way to be rewarded is hoisting that Super Bowl trophy. Yeah, and I, heck, even Super Bowl number one, but let's more enjoyable football, but just a better product. The product has been so bad over the last five seasons too. So even if they don't win that Super Bowl, the game is going to be much more enjoyable. There's actually real reason to believe other than, you know, you're a fan, you're going to believe in them no matter what. Now there's tangible reasons uh, to believe in this team. And we got Karen coming in here saying I was at the Patriots game in November of our Super Bowl 50 season. I remember that game. Well, wow. uh, the CJ Anderson uh, toss play in the snow, um, it was yeah. really cold and snowing and my feet got wet. Probably my favorite Broncos game ever. <laughs> now I own boots just for that. Yep. Gore-Tex is your friend. I will say that you want to make those things breathe. If you get wet inside your boots with Gore-Tex, got to let those guys breathe. Take out the insoles uh, after you use them as well. But uh, absolutely, man. What a game. I remember that. I was working at a restaurant slash bar at that point, and I shut it down, and I stayed for like two hours after close in the dark with the TVs on in there watching that game just alone because I'm a psychopath, you know, watching the is game. It, isn't out. it? Isn't it funny how you remember exactly where you were and what yeah. you were doing in these Broncos moments that are so pivotal for us? And thanks, Karen, for sharing that that moment and joining us here on MHI. I was sick, sick as a dog, man, with this nasty flu. And I remember I was the only one up and I had a new baby at the time and was trying not to wake my wife or my baby up. We're living in this tiny house at the time. And you just remember all of those good memories. Those are coming back, Broncos country. It's been bad memories, right? The last few years. It's been nodding off on the couch watching the games. If you watch the games at all, it's doing chores, honeydew lists. No more. Broncos country is back. We're getting the ownership figured out officially here in the next 60 to 90 days. But look, the Broncos have got themselves an ownership group in the Walton Penner group, headed, of course, by Rob Walton, Walmart Air. Paul, our guy, 8026 weighing in. Where would be the best place for a new stadium? If you're asking me, I would say build right now where you are. Brittany Bolin was already trying to turn that portion of where Empower Field is into a more centralized Broncos location. That being said, I think it's heading east. I think it's going to DIA. Um, I can tell you right now, Rob Walton's already bought a ton of real estate here in Cherry Creek, folks. I mean, this is weeks before this announcement even happened yesterday that this bid was the winning bid. He's been buying stuff up and that's just residential stuff in Cherry Creek. It makes me wonder if he's already, you know, prospecting land out there by DIA. I mean, Arkansas to Colorado, I have no disrespect to Arkansas, but I'd rather live in the mountains if I was robbed too at the end. So, and owning a football team. So going to be great. Um, how about, you know, make them play at altitude. How about the tops of Pikes, 
uh, Pikes Peak or, uh, you know, make them climb up to Wong's Peak or something like that. There's a couple Estes of great Park. Galleries. Let's Estes put it Park. in Estes Park. A moose could wander on out there, you know, be, be right there in nature. That would be cool. And sometimes you see those stadiums, especially in college. And I remember in high school, I got to play at Boulder High School a few different times. It was my favorite stadium of all time because the scenery, the mountains, the, yeah. the it's just amazing. But it also makes me wonder about advertisement. I don't know what Empower Field has, how many years or what the rights mm-hmm. are. But remember when the Broncos struggled to find a a name to put on that stadium? That's not going to happen anymore. I mean, all of these things are gone with the big Walmart boss, uh, Rob Walton, here in charge. Yeah, absolutely. We got uh, the pharmacist and cash over cap. Go listen to Andrew Brandt interview on the McAfee show today. Salary cap ain't nothing. You still have to deal with the parameters of the salary cap. You can continually kick the can down the road, but. At some point, eventually, the rooster does come home to roost. I mean, you kind of maybe... College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Covering the Falcons with Scott has kind of got me biased towards that instead of the saints who just continually kick the can down the road. If you have the cash, you can get ahead of it and, you know, keep uh, betting that the salary cap will continue to get bigger and you can pay that out later and uh, keep kicking the can down the road. Kind of like, what is it? Our, our national, I think about it like our national debt, you know, it's bigger, but Hey, we're going to make money off it now. So it's okay. Um, but uh, talking out my butt, I don't know nothing about the national <laughs> debt, um, but uh, definitely well, there, if, Go ahead. Scott's updating us because, yeah, neither one of us know about in naming rights or, you know, we'd be billionaires, too, if we knew about all the world's finances. But thanks, Scott. 21 year contract with Empower. So maybe Empower sticking around for a little bit. But obviously, there's probably some some outs in there. Um options when you're a billionaire you you've got options but nick you mentioned something i wanted to go back to and that that's the ties to the cronkies and that's a really big thing too because uh robert's cousin ann is married to stan cronky as you know but his son josh is here in town running the avalanche running the nuggets of course stan has no you know affiliation with those things being an nfl owner and with the rams but um I don't know if it's monopolizing, but it feels like now you've really got a royal family, if you will, here in Denver and Colorado with the Waltons, the Cronkies, and now Greg Penner's going to be super involved. 
I mean, it's it's like a new silver spoon just rolled into town. Um, obviously, there's there's some news, there's opinions about Walmart and things like that, but right now it doesn't seem like there's a ton of mud or any mud on, on, on some of these names. It just seems like all positive reviews. And um, I think Broncos country is really excited to be done with the Joe Ellis trust era. Yeah, no, it's going to be really happy to move forward with this. Just, and also the fact that we don't have to talk about it anymore. Obviously the Waltons, you have your opinions on Walmart. Pretty much everybody who was betting on this team was going to have some probably issues in the background of how they obtain their wealth. But uh, what are the facts? We have one of the, we now have the richest owner in the NFL. Um, it's all coming to a conclusion and it looks like they have a, well, Walton is the definitely the head of the ownership group. There's other people involved too, that are very interesting. And uh, one that uh, we haven't talked about yet, Luke also, but apparently all these people, all these ownership groups, and it would include Walton there uh, also reached out to Peyton Manning about being involved in the ownership group or the team in some way. Do you have any thoughts on that? We talked about it earlier and we have Mr. Grape coming in and saying, bring Manning in for a key front office role. I'm not sure if he'd be in a key front office role. That's more of a George Payton preview, mm-hmm. obviously Walton signing the checks, but uh, Peyton's done a pretty good job in one year, two off seasons that I don't think I'd be looking to take away from power power from him. I'd be empowering him. Shout out to the, the uh, <laughs> I see what you did um, there. But, uh, yeah, but, um, uh, <laughs> Manning, definitely. It's, some, it's yeah. interesting uh, that he could be involved. Yeah, well, Cliss put out an interesting tweet a few days ago, and I wrote about it a few weeks ago on myhuddle.com, that Manning and Elway have just been kind of biding their time, waiting to figure out what ownership group would win the bid or owner. Uh, it's going to be Walton Penner. We know that now, and obviously Peyton Manning wants to be involved. Obviously, John Elway still wants to be involved. To what capacity, I'm not sure. Um George Payton, like you said, uh, he has got control of this front office. And I just can't imagine a world where George Payton and co could coexist with Peyton Manning. Um, Not because they don't like each other, not because Mm -hmm. it wouldn't work. uh, Just because I think that there are some natural learning curves and they're at different points in their career. You look at George Payton, who has worked his way up from a scout to finally being a GM. Just because Peyton Manning's a Hall of Famer, one of the best football minds, if not the best football mind that has ever lived, doesn't mean that he's necessarily going to come right into the Denver Broncos organization and have it all figured out. Look at John Elway. John Elway needed some time, you know, and, and had to take some tutelage, if you will, from some old folks that people tend to forget, you know, the Ted Sunquists of the world, mm-hmm. uh, some of these other do- old dogs. And now you look at his buddy, John Elway's buddy, um, Matt, I'm forgetting Russell. the last name, Russell, going to Philly, you know. So, I mean, they're just at different points. I don't know what's going to happen. Don't be surprised if something doesn't happen right away because Peyton is very – methodical he's very deliberate and he likes to know what his options are as well and no one's in a desperate situation there i will think it's revealing and i'm i'm curious more about the elway uh angle because to me it seems like elway's kind of being shoved out and that's pure speculation not hearing anything but it seems like the door they've shown him the door thanks john and now i'm not so sure they want to keep that door open for a possible return i mean as far as I'm concerned, Elway would any seat he wants in the house, he can have. Um, if you want to sit in and hang out with us, that's fine. Um, but just because he is a legend in Denver and always sure. will be, and you know, 
you three Super Bowls, all of them can uh, you can d- directly point to Peyton Manning or excuse me, uh, John Elway. Uh, but you're definitely right. It does seem like they're kind of, you know, thanks, John. You know, you're still here. OK, it's getting late. You know, maybe you should go home, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll see what happens with Elway. I just the thing with Peyton Manning that would confuse me. It, it sounds my understanding was he always was more interested in the personnel side of things, the president of operations kind of things uh, where in Denver. This is the George Payton show. And as much as I love Peyton Manning, as much as I mean, I love Peyton Manning. That's my favorite player that's ever played, honestly, um, in the NFL. But right now I'm very happy with George Payton. And I don't think there's any reason to shuffle things up there. Not I do think Peyton, uh, George Payton, this is, would like to bring in as many intelligent uh, people as possible. People you can listen to. But I'm also not looking to do anything that would disrupt the power structure too much. Cause I think we have a good thing going here. And if you ask me the face of the Broncos right now, a lot of people in general would say Russell Wilson, obviously the quarterback married Sierra, you know, always putting out the corny as they are. I guess I'd rather have the corny than what's going on in Cleveland right now. Uh, but um, I'm not looking to do anything. I think George Payton, as far as I'm concerned, he is the face of the Broncos right now. He's the dude pulling the strings and uh, he's the leadership uh, as far as I can see with this team in this organization. Yeah, I think I think you said that very well. I think George Payton kind of has a thankless job, if you will, in terms of an executive, right? Yeah. Because uh, a player doesn't make it, then he's the bad guy, you know, or look, hell, he was the bad guy when he drafted Pastor Tan. If we're going to be honest, if people want to be really honest with themselves, he was yeah. the bad guy then. Uh, but either way it's just we got to see what Peyton wants we don't know what he wants they're trying to build something right now with those new people over there at UC Health Training Center I guess there is a good time if since everybody's new if Peyton wants to jump in I guess but we got to wait and see speaking of jumping in Michaela Parker a super chat superstar is jumping in with some kind super chat donation 999 appreciate that so much Michaela great show gentlemen you guys rock yeah, thank you so much, Michaela. Also loving that uh, Demarius Thomas jersey you have going there um, on your profile picture. Uh, shout out to you. Hopefully you're doing well, and thank you so much. We have DH3 coming in saying, I'm very nervous about the hire. Not in a bad or good way, just nervous. Hope you're in good hands. So uh, not a hire, um, but a, a Interesting. new ownership group. But Why is that, DH3? And get back at us. You're very nervous, maybe because you don't – you know what? I like this. I like this, that you're nervous. We should be nervous. We don't know what we're getting. We're We're – pretending that we're going to get a billionaire who's going to come in here and love to spend money because he has a car collection. What if you get yeah. a tightwad? I, I like this question a lot, or this comment rather. What if you get a meddling owner, a la Jerry Jones or mm. um, some Raiders owner that we don't speak of? Uh, you know, those type of things set franchises back. Those type yeah. of things get in the way. And this is a really, really good comment that, wait a second, before it's all just lollipops, rainbows, and dollar dollar bill, y'all, we got to figure out, is this guy a spender? Who is he? The, pinching pennies, all those sorts of things. Yeah, and it's just the fear of the unknown, right? But I will say, you know, we do not know how this is going to be. And now that he has control, there's really no, there's not a division of powers, right, with there. So the change is uncertain and there's not you know, any sort of fallback. You know, what he does and what he goes, it's his call. It's his team. It's his money. So uh, it can go down the wrong path. But um we're going to, we're going to find out at some point. And I would say that the unknowns that we have are, we're always going to be there no matter who the ownership came in. It's just the change was going to happen. And there were going to be unknowns until we find out, but he is wealthy. He as heck, gosh, uh, the wealthiest <laughs> owner in the NFL, right. and you're going to have means to empower this team uh, and invest in multiple different ways. Invesco, if you will. Also, we're going to know all the stadium pun names in here, but um, <laughs> no, it's, I think, 
you are right to be nervous about it. But also the questions that we have had or could have had the ones that are the most important, I think we've answered. Um, so it's, uh, we're not worried about him squeezing every single penny out of this. I don't think so. At least I, do you, no. I mean, you mentioned it there. I don't think so. This is a pet. Price. No, I don't think so because this guy was ready to throw down a $4 billion bid to start. And yeah. that's nothing to scoff at. He, he was the biggest player at this table and we knew it before it even the poker game even started. Uh, this guy was walking away with the table and, um, you don't do that by being a tightwad. Again, you got to spend money to make money in this life, folks. Now, the risk comes in that investment. What are you going to spend money on? Uh, what's that ROI going to look like? When do you expect to get an ROI, if any? Can you afford to take a loss? All those sort of things. These billionaires, have not only have they figured out some of it, if they have, they have a team. They they learn how to delegate. They learn how to hire. They learn how to cross-platform, if you will. Um, some of the most successful athletes that are business folks. And I think of like LeBron James uh, off the top of my head, Jay-Z, you know, even celebrities or, or musicians, they have folks that they employ for specific jobs. They have the lawyer for the taxes. They have, um, you know, the personal lawyer for God forbid they got in a civil suit or trademarks or royalties. They've got an accountant over here. They've got all these, th these, this team. And when you've got this team that shows that you're able to delegate responsibility. And to me, that's a real big, strong sign of a, a strong leader. Yeah, no. And that's a big one here. And then that's one of the things I was going to get to on this comment here from, oh, I so swore I had it here uh, from, Jerry Arpettis coming. I don't recognize that name. So hello, Jerry. Hope you're having a good Wednesday. Happy hump day. Um, up, he says ownership depends on how the owner feels about the team. Owner needs to prize prioritize winning over everything else. Just look at the Cardinals under Billy Bidwell for years and uh, continues on about Bidwell saying Bidwell wanted to squeeze out every dollar possible with minimal investment. They were always under the cap by a lot going cheap. Luckily there is a cap floor now to kind of keep that from happening, but you're right. Uh, that is definitely important to an ownership group prioritizing winning, but you have examples of owners who have either been too hands on two hands off that prioritize winning that it doesn't always happen. You know, this is a very competitive league, 32 other teams, and you can have a good owner doesn't guarantee success definitely helps. But you know, the Falcons with Arthur blank, that's a team that is yeah. devoid of talent right now, but overall um, mm -hmm. not completely devoid, but they're in a rough spot. Um, they're going to get better here, but you know, the negative salary cap, all the dead cap, you have uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars with Khan, who is a very wealthy owner as well, doing everything right to empower the people around him. Spends been, lots, right? Yeah. And the laughing stock, absolute laughing stock. The Jags have been. And uh, also you have uh, just talked about it. The second wealthiest owner in sports with Carolina. They're doing a lot Tepper. to invest in Tepper. You have David Tepper um, doing a lot to invest in that team and the organization. And so far the results have been poor. Jerry Jones, you know, very wealthy, very involved, wants to win above everything else. But sometimes, you know, he's maybe has a little bit of the, oh, what's it called? Uh, Dunning-Kruger, where he thinks he knows more about football than he actually does and uh, not or, listening and empowering smart people around him, rather, you know, taking control. So there's a line um, for sure. Or, yeah, or uh, totally a line. Or you have children that you just claim that you don't know anything about. And, you know, that's yeah. the world we're living in. Let's get to Phil McLaughlin here um, saying praise Chubb's performance right now. Bradley Chubb, that is. Let's just pray he stays healthy. Also, it's great to hear Hackett and his wife, Carrie uh, Hackett, Greg and his wife, Carrie will be running the day to day ops tells me that good things are coming ahead, realizing his age. Yeah, let's I, I wanted to just read a statement that the Walton um, Penner 
I don't know, group, I guess, if you would call them, put out about 12 hours ago or 24 hours ago on Tuesday night saying, quote, we are thrilled to be selected to move forward with the purchase of the Denver Broncos. Carrie, his daughter, Greg, his son-in-law, and I are inspired by the opportunity to steward this great organization in a vibrant community full of opportunity and passionate and with passionate fans. Here's something that I thought was interesting, Nick, in this quote, having lived and worked in Colorado, we've always admired the Broncos. Our enthusiasm has only grown as we've learned more about the team staff and Broncos country over the last few months. So not only are you getting an ownership team slash group that has lived and worked here in Colorado, but they understand the culture. They understand the highs. They understand the lows. They just, I'm sure, have seen the lows with Vic Fangio, Vance Joseph, Joe Ellis, the trust. Then they saw the high in getting Russell Wilson with George Payton here. They're, they've been through some of the roller coaster with Broncos country. So that makes me feel good because at least they're not coming in just completely blind, foreign to Colorado, no roots, no nothing, no family. I, I mean, it seems like these folks have done some research. They've lived, they've worked in Colorado. They're a part of this, this fan base. And now they own this team. Yeah. And uh, definitely good. Uh, the first part of Phil's comment here, and thank you for the support again, Phil. Uh, we appreciate you. Chubb's been wrecking it so far um, in camp. It sounds like, sounds like he's healthy. sounds like he's confident and uh, just got to stay healthy. Like you said, but Nobody wants to stay healthy more than Chubb because a lot of money is going to be determined on how healthy and how productive he is this season. Could be massive. You're talking, you know, you could make twice as much money if he's healthy this year and has a big season. So pulling for that and pulling for Chubb uh, because he's a Bronco and uh, hoping for the best. And also seems like a really intelligent, well-spoken individual. So excited about uh, his prospects going forward. Also, intelligent individual coming in here, Andrew Baker, saying, What's up, MHI and Broncos country? Getting ready for our trip back home to. uh, to the same uh same sweet same place home place. oh sweet home chicago all right well uh be careful i just saw a report uh the other day that chicago is the most rat infested city in the united states so we'll look <laughs> Jesus, out for that night nick <laughs> i just have to I give a hard time to chicago because i absolutely despise the cubs I've, I hate I've, okay i've never been to chicago andrew i did not know that about you man andrew's been one of our, our guys since the beginning too andrew rep the real orange and blue out there whatever you do in that rat infested land Bring that some Broncos gear. I know you got that Pookie jersey on because it really pisses me off when I see the Bears do their like alternate orange thing or, you know, the Browns do their like, come on, man. You guys aren't doing that. I mean, the Bengals try. Okay, I get it. Right. You can't really have anything except an orange tiger. Whatever. But no, man, safe, safe trip back home. Andrew Baker, we appreciate that, man. Um, I wanted to grab one more here. Actually, uh, why don't we have a white tiger uniform? That would be way cooler. I mean, the that'd be the, just all white. A with white, white tiger for the for like, the Bengals. Were you a fan of the white the white Power Ranger who was wasn't he a tiger or like a special? Tommy, because yeah, so. he was a mix, man. He was like the white Power Ranger, but then he turned to the green Power Ranger sometimes. And yeah. I never really understood the mix up. But Power Rangers, football, heck, you're watching MHI here on your Wednesday night. 6 p.m. Mountain is the start time. Uh, get it, Nick, on Twitter yeah. at Nick Kendall, MHH. Yours truly at Luke Patterson, LP. And here's one for you, Nick, from William real quick. I'm in Illinois, Nick, and I don't like Chicago at all. So there you go. You got some some Illinois folks saying stay out of the big city every once in a while. 
come visit the smaller smaller cities and uh i'll just throw in a, a a promo real quick i visited like a little artisan shop over the weekend got some cool little knickknacks and comic books and stuff like that man look support local business that's huge mm-hmm. and i think we're going to see some local businesses get supported here in broncos country with the walton penner group yeah no absolutely and i'm going to be honest i love chicago i just despise the cubs and <laughs> seeing their gear walking around town um just can't stand it. it's probably well, how cubs- can you go ahead I was saying Cubs the worst, followed by the Nebraska Cornhuskers, then the Raiders. And I hate the Raiders, but like those other two. Really? Those two were above the Raiders? It's proximity. How many Raiders fans do we actually run into? None. Uh, (laughs) But a lot of Cubs and uh, Nebraska fans. So uh, I don't I don't know, Nick. You what? You better watch Twitter, man. Those trolls are out there in uh, in full out there for Raiders Nation. It was weird, man. When I went out there for the shrine last January, they have so much Raider stuff, like all these Raider stores in every casino. There's no one in them. Nobody's in them. All this fresh gear looks cool. Nobody's buying it. Um, So pretty interesting. But the Raiders. Yeah. Nobody needs that. Yeah. Gross. I mean, do like the black and silver, but uh, they're gross in general. I wouldn't pick that. Uh, Mark coming in saying, uh, Mark from Georgia. How you doing? He says, what's up, guys? 999 and super. Thank you so much, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Hashtag by Joe Ellis. Hashtag by John Elway. Hashtag go Walmart Broncos. <laughs> yeah, I hope maybe they can get some real uh, jerseys in those Walmart stores or something. Who knows? Um, but, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't be affordable then, Nick. <laughs> no, that's true. But they got to roll back the prices, right? That's what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and Andrew's saying he's a cubby, but repping the Broncos first. Okay, you're okay with me. It's, um, I just got to rep my guys. I'm a St. Louis Cardinals, you know, birds on the battle. So we got Chris Jenkins saying, uh, Go Huskers, go Hawks. I'm making a lot of friends today on the show, but uh, go you know, this, Huskers. And it's for knowledge. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a buffs guy here. So take your, take your pokes if you will. But I remember the Thanksgiving tradition used to be you get your leftover turkey, all your crap, and then you watch the buffs and the Huskers. That was, mm-hmm. that was awesome, man. That, that meant a lot to me as a little kid. Cause yeah, you sometimes you got those rivals that you just can't stand. Mark coming back in. Mark from Georgia. Appreciate that. Mark, I'm wondering if you're a George Bulldogs fan, because I know those Bulldogs are pretty decent, right? And they get some NFL players drafted this past year saying maybe hashtag uh, used toilet bowls can take a Walmart discount when he has another contract extension. Sorry, guys, just for old laughs. Mark's a comedian, man, and I absolutely love it. There's all kinds of little memes and stuff going around. And uh, Mark, I appreciate the support. I know Nick and Scott do as well. Um, I was wondering if they're going to give out vests, you know, to all the stadium workers. They were already blue. Maybe you could come up with some orange vests. Um, Jeremy coming in here too, saying, "Hey, bring bring back the roll throwbacks. We got rollbacks." Um, joke if you will, but billions of dollars, man. That ain't nothing to joke about. Nothing to play about. One thing I wanted to bring up as we start to wrap up MHI. Nick, a lot of the NFL owners usually go through this gauntlet of a process when they decide a new owner is being selected or chosen for the brotherhood, if you will. How happy is Roger Goodell and the rest of the 31 other clubs that just got the one of the richest men in the planet into their business? They got to be happy. Um, don't want to turn this into the, you know, anything PC related, but you know, they put out all that stuff about uh, wanting, you know, minor minority owners and everything. Obviously that could never have happened in this case, case with the Broncos with Walton bidding compared to who else was. But uh, I do think they probably, I- I'm going to take them at their word that they did probably would like a minority 
majority owner at some point. Um, but uh, overall, they got to be pretty darn happy uh, for sure. I mean, Walton's coming into the fence. Sounds like they've wanted Walton for a while. Also, what does this say about the Broncos? Um, the fact that the Broncos came for sale, there's been other teams come up and been available and uh, jumped on the Broncos instead. So uh, I think this is a uh, speaks well to Denver being a very interesting team. Uh, one that has a big brand, one that has a large footprint. Colorado is definitely a, an area some of the locals will probably be upset about this but uh, an area that people are trying to move to my generation our generation mm-hmm. luke wants mm-hmm. to go to denver uh in the colorado area it's an exploding uh, area in general so uh getting in on that um bodes well for the broncos bodes well for that area in general being a, a destination city and a place that people want to be and be a part of yeah absolutely and speaking of being a part of a name that we really haven't talked about is melody hobson and she's going to be an addition to this group as well um folks know her best for uh probably her famous husband but she is an extremely successful businesswoman in her own right she's married to george lucas some people might have heard of huge star wars nerd here um but in the statement as well the waltons had stated quote we are excited to announce that melody hobson co-CEO of Ariel Investments has agreed to join our ownership team. Beyond her role at Ariel, Melody is an influential leader in corporate and civic organizations across the nation. So um, the NFL does talk about diversity. The Broncos are able to land themselves not only a solid businesswoman and team, but they continue to make strides in not only just talking about it, but being about it. Uh, you see a number of women employed with the scouting department, the coaching staff, um, anything from marketing, media. Now you're seeing it with the brass, the Broncos brass. And I absolutely love it. I think it's taking this team, modernizing it, if you will. It's it's giving action to some words that have been really hollow, I think, for yeah. a lot of time. And um, then you get the Star Wars memes too, uh, yeah. right, with the Broncos. And I'm just pumped about that. So uh, really, really excited to uh, have this new group here that obviously includes Melody Hobson, who's going to be very involved. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we have another super coming in from Mark from Georgia saying, uh, yes, El- Luke Patterson, not Lincoln Park. I am. Go dogs." Yeah. Well, what's funny about Lincoln Park, dude, I love Lincoln Park. It was one of the first albums I've ever bought on my own was Hybrid Theory. And I remember the other two that I bought with it, too. I think one was P.O.D. If you remember them, they were horrible. Yeah. Um, and then there was like, I think speaking of horrible, and this will embarrass me, I think it was Creed. <laughs> I think I put a, I bought a Creed album, too. Um, but Lincoln Park, man, absolutely awesome. R.I.P. to Chester. We grew up with Lincoln Park, Nick. And um, man, that would have been on the list, man, on the bucket list to see of great bands. You know, for me, yeah. it'd be like Beastie Boys, Lincoln Park, all those of those different cats. But um, we're starting to wrap up the show, guys. We've got about another five more minutes. Broncos country has definitely sounded off and it sounds like it's it's pretty positive uh, with these folks in terms of rob walton walmart air and new future broncos owner along with his daughter carrie walton penner and her husband greg penner um whispers greg penner is going to be very involved in terms of day-to-day ops rob walton will have to see his level of involvement obviously the man knows how to delegate and run a business yeah absolutely and roy coming in saying sorry nick huskers over the hawkeyes hasn't been that way in what six six and <laughs> here we go row, but uh, <laughs> other than that no you know what i got i got some respect for the uh the huskers fans man the fact that they go to that stadium and make it 
what is it, the third? It would be the third largest city in the state of Nebraska. It's impressive. It, it is impressive. I do think that the landscape of college football right now um, makes it that Nebraska returning to what they were in the early nineties is probably never going to happen. Um, but still you, nobody can take away uh, those trophies that you won in those good years also at the same time. So uh, definitely a good rival. And it's always good. There's a reason that I like beating Nebraska so much. It's because they're such a reputable program. And if I was beating them, <laughs> it means Iowa uh, has some uh, strength as well. Oh, so, they've, uh, they've been on the up man for as yeah. long as we've been doing the show together. And before that, I, I mean, here's the thing too. And I, I'll ask you, would you be comfortable? And so I'm a bus fan and I'm going to answer right now. I would not be comfortable going to a Cornhuskers game and like see you gear. Uh, would you, are you down to rep the yellow and black and the really, black, I feel like that's gold. dangerous. Those people. Oh man. Those Husker fans they're they're gnarly, man. They're so crazy about their stuff. I don't know that I would do it. I, I don't know. I'm too scared to piss off a bunch of Husker fans. <laughs> I just don't respect myself enough to care. You know, it's that, it's that kind of thing. So uh, no, I like it. It, it. It'd be fine. It's all, it's all in good fun. Uh, but all, all it takes is one, idiot to make a bad time and that idiot could be me you never know um but uh definitely um it's, it's all in good fun really excited about uh well, rob walton excited about the conclusion of this ownership search and we had a lot of questions coming into this offseason i mean crazy just think about six months ago uh broncos teddy teddy bridgewater versus drew lock is vic fangio gonna stick around lord knows what's gonna happen with the ownership group uh blah blah aaron blah. rogers it's aaron Rodgers. it's you know like aaron Rodgers' watch just happened too man yeah. i mean like who are they gonna get in the draft are they gonna draft a quarterback are they gonna get a pass rusher in their first round pick i mean wow yep how things have changed and pretty much consistently best case scenario has played out uh, for the Broncos. I mean, got the head coach seemed like the number one, one anybody wanted. That is also just like super relatable, fun guy, really easy to cheer for. Awesome. Yeah. You trade for Russell Wilson with everything that's happened surrounding Deshaun Watson and just the Aaron Rodgers annoyance coming on. Awesome. And now you walk away with the best owner or the, excuse me, the best owner, the richest owner in American football. Amazing. Uh, how quickly things have turned around. Crazy to show that uh, your circumstances in life, just in general uh, for a team, but just in general can change quickly. So uh, glad you guys have stuck around. And uh, for those of you who had followed us for a long time, thank you for sticking around with us for a while, but things are just going to get better here because uh, we have some real actual hope, legitimate direction for this franchise going forward. The last six years have been rough. Last seven years have been rough, but things are going to get a lot better in a hurry. So make sure you guys are keeping and stay in tune here. Make sure you're following Luke and I on Twitter. Luke is at Luke Patterson LP. I'm at Nick Kendall MHH. Also make sure you're following us at MHI underscore pod, as well as at mile high huddle. If you haven't done so yet, check out the TR, our store at huddle Go get your swag on. As Chad likes to say, we got the hats here. We got coffee mugs. We got the caricature shirts of the amount, the football priests, et cetera, et cetera. Check it out. Why also, don't we any- have those? Well, I'm just going to, I'm. you know what? Like, I'm not saying that I'm, you know, a beautiful man or anything, but a cartoon of this face, who wouldn't want that on their shirt? <laughs> I think that I'm, I might be already too cartoonish as it is. So they couldn't capture it. It's like, oh, it's just, that's what he looks like in real life. Or they're just going to go really hard on like the, the gap on my teeth. I'm going to look like Michael Strahan or something. But no uh, way, man. You have that James, when he takes the, when he takes the hat off, he's got the James Palmer hair and everything. I, I got the face for radio here. So yeah, head on over to facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle up pod um guys tomorrow the huddle up boys will be back but we've got so many shows going on right now uh non-subscription based writing video breakdown podcasts 
head on over to milehighhuddle.com. Karen has been just an absolute gem in the in the chat and supporting us, saying, guys, please be sure to hit that like button, please. Um, Dylan Von Harks, another one of our guys, DVA has been pumping it out for us behind the scenes. You guys don't see what Dylan does and we do. And, uh, Dylan, huge. Thank you, man. Appreciate all the work you're doing. Great work, by the way, you guys can read Dylan's work at milehighhuddle.com. Great conversation as always, everybody, make sure you hit that like button on the way out because a little bit goes a long way. Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate you. We appreciate all you guys coming in and Jeremy pretty much. I had to throw this up here, man, because I feel like this wraps up our show. Exactly. General manager, check. Head coach, check. Quarterback, check. Owner, check. Uh, Some argue there are four pillars to a franchise. I'm going to argue there's five. What are we missing? The fan base as well. Fan base is the last one to bring it home. That's you guys. We appreciate you. Broncos got all five. Um, Thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate you. We will see you tomorrow morning uh, for Broncos for Breakfast with Scott and I. Until then, you guys have a great one. Choose kindness. Choose compassion. Go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.